You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So we're discussing the laws of uh, commerce and Shabbos. Uh, for someone who has a, uh, a business that uh, has to have some work done on Shabbos, or if you have someone in your house doing work on Shabbos, so the, one of the most important questions um, um, that you have to deal with when thinking of these halachas is the prohibition of a non-Jew doing something for me on Shabbos. What is that prohibition? And based on how you perceive that prohibition, everything is going to change, the rules are going to be different. In other words, most specifically, is the prohibition of a non-Jew doing work for me on Shabbos a Isidur a biblical prohibition, or is it an Isidur Abanan, meaning a rabbinical prohibition? And the differences between between them are going to be huge. The um, I mean, if, if it's a biblical prohibition, it's going to be very hard to find leniencies. And if it's a rabbinical prohibition, then it'll be a lot easier for someone who needs someone um, to take care of, someone who's elderly, if you want to have your business running on Shabbos. So for this, there are four sources for why um, you would not be allowed to do malacha on on uh, Shabbos to a guy, to a non-Jew, and each of these is going to have uh, major differences. The first is a gezera. The rabbis told us not to do work to a non-Jew because it lessens the seriousness of Shabbos. Because basically you can have your whole house run, you can have your whole business run through um, a non-Jew doing work, and uh, all it is, is a day off, but you're not really seizing from work, and therefore the rabbi said, don't have um, work done to a non-Jew, and some would even extend it further, lest you come to do it yourself. While, while there's um, a second reason why it may be prohibited, is because of a passage in Yeshaya that says, V'daber davar, you shall speak only of Shabbos things, and not speak of weekday things. And the third, and again, uh, we're going to leave the fourth for next time, and the third is because of the concept of shlichus, of messengership or proxy, that sometimes when you do something, it's con- um, if someone does something for you, it's considered like you yourself did it. Now, there's big differences between these three reasons, although all three of these basically will only hold that it's a rabbinical prohibition, which is the approach of the Talmud Bavli, that it's a, only a, these are the Bavli sources, and therefore, it's going to be only rabbinical, but there's big differences between them. For example, if the problem is, V'daber davra, I'm not supposed to speak of non-Shabbos things during Shabbos, so then according to that reason, you would be allowed to tell a guy to do work for you before Shabbos. If the prohibition is that you can't make a proxy, that you can't make a shliach, so then on Shabbos, you'd be allowed to tell a non-Jew to do work for you after Shabbos. Without getting into the specific differences, there's a reason why we have three separate reasons, but all three of these reasons are reasons why you would not allow to tell a Jew before Shabbos to do work on Shabbos, on Shabbos to do work on Shabbos, or even on Shabbos to do work after Shabbos, but all of these would only consider it a rabbinical prohibition. Be'ez Hashem, next time we'll discuss the sources that want to suggest that it's a biblical prohibition. The Mechilta, which darshans the Pasuk, Lo um, that derives from the verse that malacha cannot be done for you, meaning that you cannot tell a Gentile to do work for you um, based on the Pasuk in the Torah. 
which suggests that it's the Orisa. Now, how do we resolve a contradiction between the Gemara and the Mechilta? And this is the key to understanding the beginning of how to um, uh, understand the, the prohibition of Amir La'akum. This is the way, the gen- there's many answers to this question, but this is the general approach. If there's a difference between you telling a Gentile to do a malacha for you, that's only the Rabbanan, but if he is your worker, there's a concept of Yad Poel, Kiyad Balabayas, the hands of a worker are like the hands of the Balabayas, and that's what the Mechilta means is the Orisa, that's a biblical prohibition. So step one in the whole concept of Amir La'akum and of uh, your industry and commerce and Shabbos is to realize that there's a difference between going out into the street and finding someone to plug back in your crockpot that's different than having one of my, having my my uh, lawyer draft something for me, having my secretary type up a file for me on, on Shabbos that's different where I'm hiring someone to do something for me. Uh, bef- um, we're, what we're going to look at is the difference between them. But before we do that, I'm just going to add one more um, line, set of parameters that we have to understand. Even my employees, there are three different kinds of people who, who I hire to do something for me. The first are people who I have a contract with that they're going to get a certain job done. So, for example, if I'm building a house, can I, and I, it, we'll see, in the neighborhood, out the neighborhood, but the question is, can I have these Gentile workers and the Gentile contractor and the Gentile everything, can they build this house for me on Shabbos? So, as we'll see, in certain circumstances, that may be more lenient because that person is hired by the job, they're not getting paid by the hour. And so when someone's hired for the job, there might be reason to suggest that they're working on Shabbos for their own benefit. But someone who's an hourly worker is directly working for me on Shabbos, and they could work at a different time, they're doing it for me, that's going to be more stringent. The third, which we'll discuss, is a concept of a profit sharing, which is people who have a business together, so can two, um, can two uh, partners in a business, um, can one's a Jew, one's a non-Jew, we'll get into those um, situations then. But this actually creates a big problem, because the people who you hire to clean your house, and uh, the people who you hire to help out with someone who's elderly, the uh, person who you pay to shovel your snow, um, all these people are people who are hired for that day, for that time, and therefore, since they have to do it at that time, or it, so therefore, we're going to be much more stringent. So the way we're going to begin next time is to learn the rules, but we have to learn the rules separately for first the most stringent case, which is the person who's getting paid by the hour. Then what's a little more lenient is the person who's hired for the job. And then um, separately, we have to discuss those who are getting profit sharing or arisus, a sharecropper, as we will uh, see in the uh, classes to come. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.